0: On December 8th of 1941, Japanese forces invaded Hagania, initiating their three-year-long occupation of our island and the Chamorro people. Though we remember the stories of and empathize with our survivors, we also ensure that their legacy withstands time, never forgetting their sacrifices. This is part two of our 75th Liberation Series. Some excerpts of this podcast originally aired on KUAM.
1: These commemorations are becoming more and more important because as one family loses an elder, uh, a beloved person, uh, there's no one to tell the stories anymore. But now the stories can still be shared, uh, and they're shared amongst families and within the community. And it helps me to understand, it helps me to honor the past.
0: As Shosanna Chaffield says, our Japanese occupation survivors are beginning to pass. Although we have gathered much from their memories, it is ultimately up to our generations that follow in their paths to honor them in retelling their experiences. Joey Farkas further explains that paying tribute to them is the
1: least that they should be owed for enduring hardships during the war. We must ensure that the sacrifices they made in the name of freedom and peace were not made in vain. In four years of occupation, the Chamorro people were enslaved by the enemy forces and endured one of the most tragic and horrific enemy occupations of the 20th century. A great number of families suffered the loss of life, personal property, and livelihood. An untold number of our women were raped kids were deprived of their childhood, and thousands were subjected to physical abuse, detention, and torture. Farquez, a
0: descendant of a survivor, vocalizes the loss and suffering of our greatest generation. He emphasizes why it is the innate duty of their descendants to continue sharing their story, because their experiences do not deserve to go unnoted.
1: There are no words that can appropriately express our love and gratitude to our menamku, Guam's greatest generation who survived atrocities that we cannot begin to imagine today. There are no memorial or gift that properly pay tribute for their courage and love for gathering up the remnants of their lives and moving forward in order to rebuild their homes for their children. They endured and survived giving life to a new Guam that to this day understands the cost of war. Those who have died fighting for their lives and lives of their loved ones during World War II, those who lost their childhood in the face of horrors and no child should ever face, created and left for us a legacy we can be more than proud of. It is a legacy of honor, courage, and strength forged in fires of war. It's a legacy that we can best honor by forging a united commitment to honor them, thereby keeping our island strong and free. The legacy and heritage of our war survivors, our greatest generation should always be remembered by the Chamorros, the Guamanians and all Americans. And we continue to fight for recognition in their suffering in the U.S. Congress, hoping they will find an appropriate funding source for the war reparations and not allow the continued tragedy requiring the people of Guam to pay themselves. While Farkas
0: notes the importance of preserving survivors' memories by enforcing its importance in the history of Chamorros, he also mentions the need for recognition that survivors are owed, both in monetary reparations and the nationwide acknowledgement of Guam as a place greatly affected by the war. Survivor Forrest Mendiola Harris expresses the importance of reparations of any sorts as every year passes.
2: It's been, what, close to 80 years. Uh, I just kind of gave up on the war reparation. Uh, So uh, if, if, the United States uh, ever decide to compensate the tomorrow, I think it's, it's tomorrow, well, deserved it, but uh, what else can I say? You know, I mean, it's been, it's been a long time since, since the war.
0: Aside from monetary atonement, the education of Guam during the Second World War is very sparing. When on a trip to the nation's capital, President and founder of the Guam War Survivors Memorial Foundation, Frank Blas Jr., noticed the lack of representation of the Guam World War II experience.
2: The foundation uh, began in 2009, and it was a res- as a result of um, we- I was on a trip to D.C., uh, brought my wife along, and I was uh, had a, my other another colleague, Senator Tina Barnes, with me. They wanted to l- look at uh, some of the exhibits that were there, the museums. I saw the. The Holocaust Museum. Then they wanted to see what, you know, what the War in the Pacific Museum had, you know, from Guam. Uh, Went to the Smithsonian where they had the the exhibit. Unfortunately, when within the 10,000 square foot exhibition of the War in the Pacific, Guam was only on a poster board that was no more than 18 by 34 inches uh, with a little red dot saying this was where the offensive into Japan started and that was it. My wife Very distraught, uh, said, This is not right, something has got to be done, we have to. We got to honor and remember our survivors. Came home, got with some very close friends, put our money together, and uh, started the War Survivor Memorial Foundation. And since then, everything that we we do is to honor and recognize our survivors.
0: Upon realizing that the people of Guam seem to be the majority of people educated on the war in the Pacific, Blas decided that keeping local survivors alive in the island's history should be included in the ultimate story of the period. According to him, it's the responsibility of the younger generations to have a never forget mentality when it comes to the legacy of their predecessors.
2: It's not so much what the survivors, what we, what we want them to remember, what we want people to remember. It's what is it that we want people not to forget? Okay, there's a big difference in that. Because, you know, the, the generations below me, below us, a lot of them don't, can't fathom that there was a war that occurred on our islands, you know, over 70 years ago, and that many of our Manumpur, whom, and for them, they, there's no attachment to that. Um, and so, they, they don't know this. And I think it's very important for them to know what we had to go through so that they recognize where we need to head, what our future is like. And our Manamku have always said that, you know, what they've endured and what they've had to persevere and what they've had to stand—that that is their wish and their dream, their hope that the generations to come and the generations that will be will never have to experience what they went through.
0: Regardless of the varying memories passed down to us or how we continue the legacy of our survivors, Brenda Sana believes that in each story there is a sense of forgiveness evident in her father's experience. One of the things he shares with us and all of our children and our family know this story now is that he and a group of friends were uh, saved by a Japanese officer. Um, during one of the marches he actually told them to go and run and hide and so I think as a result of that my father felt that at some point we would learn to forgive Um, you know because war is war and it comes to countries that don't want it or don't need it but it happens and he really just felt that at some point we would forgive. In part three of our liberation series, we will honor our survivors by looking into the music of the time and how certain songs have become a fundamental part of our culture. PBS Guam, in partnership with KUAM Communications, present the official live broadcast and online stream of Guam's 75th Annual Liberation Parade, a legacy of peace and friendship. Join us as we commemorate 75 years of freedom and the unwavering fighting spirit of our people. PBS Guam will provide live coverage of the event so you don't miss out on this year's festivities. Tune in to Channel 12 on July 21st at 9.45 a.m. or watch our YouTube live stream to
1: witness this momentous occasion. Biba is Guahan.